this way out the window. Why? Because I can't look at you or else I'll laugh. So we're back and I'm accompanied here by my lovely wife, Kelly, again. She is not the artist in the family, but she is the crafter of all things. So we're going to give you some tips and ideas for um, making Christmas gifts for your family and loved ones this year. If it came out of your garden or even if it didn't come out of your garden. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I just want to give a quick reminder about our seed giveaway that's going until February 14th, 2020. And all you have to do to enter that is go to our website, backyardgardensthemovie.com, and enter your email address. And when you do that, you'll get uh, you're subscribing to a couple of production updates um, we're going to send out PDFs for gardening tips for certain seasons of the year, and you will be entered into our giveaway. And the giveaway will consist of 10 packets of seeds designed to help you get your garden going this spring and save you a little bit of money, courtesy of San Diego Seed Company. Uh, they're a small organic seed company that's family run in San Diego, California, and they have over 120 variety of seeds. And I can tell you, we've been using them in our movie and at our house, and they do grow great. So uh, check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com and show them some love and enter our contest for a chance to win those seeds. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm how good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary Backyard Gardens the Movie, a story about two families growing their first gardens in a world that lacks nutrition. I'm your host and director, Ben Neville. So, how's Christmas shopping going? Splendidly. Why? Why is it so great for you? I I love Christmas, but my goal is to always start Christmas shopping early. And you know me, I'm planning my first Halloween costume in about March. So I'm starting to think about Christmas gifts and what I want to make for people in about April. Yeah, not to divert from the subject of Christmas, but tell everybody how many costumes you made for our son this year. I think I only made two. Yeah. She sewed two costumes. Is sewed the right word? Yeah. Yeah, sewed two costumes. And the last one was a fleece dragon that my man ran around outside. And in North Carolina, it was hot. And I was worried that we were going to have a slight heat stroke. But he made it. So she's so my wife is very crafty is the moral of the story. And um, she is creative. And we, over the years, have switched to making gifts for people instead of buying them. Uh, do, you, do you remember why we started that? We have a lot of family on one side, and it just, it, when you start getting up above a dozen people or so, it just, it costs a lot of money. Well, not just that, but my theory is uh, everybody can go and buy what they want whenever they want now from Amazon. So do you remember when you were a kid and you'd go to the store? And it was like you made a point to go out and go Christmas shopping and you would try to find that gift that people couldn't find. 
And now that's not the case anymore. People can go on there. I mean, you can go online and get whatever you want, whenever you want. And it's just, it's real cutthroat. So I look at it as kind of providing people with something that they wouldn't normally have. Right. So our first gift, do you remember what our first gift we made was? I do not. Oh, wait. I think it was the cookie jars. That's right. It was the cookie jars that we took and we got, were they, what's the big jar? Quart jars. Quart jars. Mm -hmm. And we layered all of the ingredients one by one. So all they had to do was open the jar and then pour it in the mixer and add the liquid ingredients, right? Yeah, I mean, you go on Pinterest and you'll see all of these cookie jars anytime where you take all the dry ingredients and you layer them like you would one of those um, like crafty sand things that yeah. you make at the fair and you layer it with all the dry ingredients. And so it looks pretty and you put a bow on there and put the recipe on and then really all family has to do is oh, wait. add the wet ingredients. I took it a step further and I made Santa Claus tags to put on there and hole punched them and everything. I was proud of myself for that. But they were a huge hit. I remember showing up thinking, hey, ain't nobody going to like these. And we showed up and everybody loved them. Well, and, you know, part of Christmas, what's important to me is it's not it's not how much you get, but it's the thought that somebody puts behind it. So, I, you know, and a lot of people don't do uh, baking from scratch. So it's a nice gift to get something where you can make something from scratch and it's it's provided to you in a way that makes it easy. Right. And it. Was it cheaper? I remember it not being as cheap as I thought it would be. I don't remember. I mean, there's there's certain books and there's one craft book I have that it gives you a breakdown of how much something costs versus if you're going to turn around and sell it, you know, on Etsy or something. Um, so certain projects, depending what you invest in, can be not as cost effective as you would like. But again, I think sometimes the point is just to provide something for somebody you love that comes from you and it's something that you know that they'll enjoy. And so each year we've continued to make more and more gifts and that's kind of our thing now is um, we make gifts and sometimes they come out of our garden, sometimes they don't. Uh, We've given away jars of jellies and jams and frozen foods and I can't remember what we made last year. I know we've done pickled jalapenos and we have done like a hot jelly sort of like pickle hot jalapeno pickle relish. Yeah, but didn't nobody like that? That didn't turn out good. I thought I thought your stepdad liked that. Maybe he did. I don't know. He'll, he'll eat anything hot, though. I mean, and that's just it. You know, we gave the hot stuff for people that liked hot, spicy foods. We've done jellies when we lived up north and we were surrounded by a lot of apples. We made apple butter. So we get, we've done a lot. And the idea is, is let's say that you, you, you made a bunch of jelly for yourself and you didn't really, you didn't really spend any money on it, but you still, if you grew it, you spent all the time growing it and then you canned it and you, or you made it and you can't, you put a lot of time and effort into it. So you can make it neat. I mean, let's face it. Harry and David, they just sell jams and they put a little ribbon on it. It's the same thing. And everybody loves Harry and David, except I don't, but um, generally speaking. So, yeah, I mean, during the summer months, I know we've put together kind of like a farmer's market sort of basket. 
between handmade candles and soaps and fresh eggs, along with herbs and teas and jellies and things. So there's a variety of, of different ideas that can come out of your garden. So canning is a good one to do. If you have any extra jars of jelly or anything like that, you can obviously give that to people. Um, don't just throw them a can of jelly. I mean, you know, spruce it up a little bit, put a, put a pretty ribbon or a bow on it and make a tag and stick it on there. But, uh, if you don't have any jelly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz my wife real quick on the spot. How can you make jelly right now? Do you think, what do you think you could do right now? If you didn't have any jelly at our house, if I had absolutely no jelly, I know I've got a bag of frozen strawberries in the freezer and I could pull those out, throw them in a pot with some uh, pectin and sugar water and make jelly. (laughs) Wrong answer. No, seriously. So this time of the year, what is, I mean, you do most of the grocery shopping though, but what, what fruits are on sale right now? What is in season? Like strawberries are probably getting pretty cheap. Grapes are in season right now for us. So strawberries are kind of at the tail end, but grapes are definitely in season. But price wise. Pears, oranges, apples. Yep. Okay. So there you go. So you can make pear jelly. You can make orange jelly, maybe a marmalade. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how marmalade works. I've never made that, but you don't ever hear orange jelly. (laughs) You hear orange marmalade, but you can do cranberry orange and that's a very popular combination. You could make cranberry jelly for people. It is the height of cranberry season, especially for all our brothers and sisters in New England. You can get it. It's pretty much falling off the trucks everywhere. So apples, you can make apple butter, apple jelly, which apple butter is good, but apple jelly is really good. Amazing. So, and then you can get bags of them for pretty cheap right now because they're in height of the season and that's what we all have available to us. So just by doing that, you might spend a little bit more, but you still have access to that and you can put that time and effort into making it and showing your love for people that way. I'm just going to throw out that I have a spectacular apple muffin recipe that I think they're called apple strudel muffins. And instead of adding a wet ingredient, you just take um, some apples and put them in the food processor and put them into your muffin mix. And then you bake them with some brown sugar and pecans on top. Maybe we should have two recipes today. Oh, I'd have to look that one up. I'm just going to give out my one. But you could put your homemade jellies into the one I'll give out later. Turf, turf. So, and then if you have somebody that's um, health concerns like diabetes or something, you can make sugar-free jellies, which is, we don't have diabetes, but we try to limit our sugar in our house. So we make that, um, which it comes out kind of runny. You have to find the correct pectin to use if you're going to do either a low sugar or no sugar because sugar and pectin have a special relationship so if you're not adding any um you just you just have to make sure you buy the proper pectin what color is the pectin packet for no sugar i don't know isn't it pink Mm, i don't know we'll scratch that piece of advice (laughs) One, one box is pink the other one i think is green and i don't know which is which yeah so you can make that for people to um that's a good way to go. And then if you have frozen foods, uh, one year we went out and we caught a bunch of crabs and we, we had this grand idea where we were going to extract a bunch of crab meat and we got this crab meat extractor and we extracted all this crab meat. Long story short, we got hardly any crab meat from a bunch of crabs 
And it was a lot of work, a lot of work, but we gave that to people. And because it's so expensive in the store, they were very appreciative of it. That being said, I think the crab meat extractor has got about an inch of dust on it, but you could cook crabs and freeze them. You know, you can cook foods and freeze them for people. I mean, it might not be the prettiest gift, but people definitely appreciated it. Don't you think? They did. I don't know if I would ever give a frozen food again in the future, but you don't think so. No, because I like to wrap presents and I like to. I don't know. Well, like granny- it adds a it adds a component of complexity to an already busy season. Yeah. Well, you know, like when we asked Granny what she wanted, she's like, "If I can't wear it or I can't eat it, I don't want it." So she'd be like a perfect candidate for something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Granny would be good for that. So, you know, there might be somebody in your life that can do that. And then baking for people. We do that a lot too. Um, do not give out what we're baking in case people that we are giving is listening. So just so you know, don't say it out loud. No, my, my Christmas <laughs> gift this year is a secret. But one year, Granny actually, I had asked her for um, her biscuit recipe and her gift to me, she said, well, I came from a big family, so we don't make biscuits homemade. We make them from a mix. And so she gave me the recipe and the big bag of mix, which was amazing. But it turns out super bad for you. Super bad. It had, I want to say, seven grams of trans fat, not even just saturated fat, but trans fat, things that I'm not even sure you're allowed to cook with anymore. For a... Uh about a quarter sized biscuit <laughs> and I was eating biscuits the size of your head when I was a kid. It was, cr- it was crazy, but they were delicious. They were delicious. Yeah. Don't put the trans fat back in food, but I'm kind of glad I lived in that era. So what else can you do? You can do, um, if you have flowers, you can do pressed flowers and do art with them and stuff like that. That's always a good thing to do. We've done that. You could put them on the sides of candles. If you Candles or soaps, and you can go very complex and be very homemade about it. Or like when I've made soaps for people, it's literally just melting down kind of a pre-made standard soap and putting it in a mold so you could press flowers and put it into your soaps. So what when you do that, though, and you put if you put a flower in your soap, wouldn't it get all in your bathtub and stuff? Eventually, once it wears down. Yeah, see, I don't like that. Yeah, I did that with shells. I put shells in my. You sure did. My bars of soap, but if you had a clear bar of soap, it would it would be pretty. Hold on, but let's talk about that piece of soap because I got down. We had some leftovers, and I had a shell that had soap <laughs> caked in the inside of it, and I I didn't have anything else available to me at the time, so I was like scraping it out with my finger, trying to use it. Yeah, that may not have been the best idea, but it was pretty. I think my thought was the shell would help exfoliate, but. Not because it was a smooth shell, too. (laughs) You just put a handful of sand in it. That probably would have worked better, honestly. But if you grow a lot of herbs or you've dried a lot of herbs, you can give herbs to people or you can use them in other recipes. So, for instance, one year, um, Kelly made, what are they called? Mussels? um, Hot packs. They're just little hot packs. Yeah. And so um, tell tell them how you made it. So I literally just sewed a square of fabric and filled it with rice and whatever herb I wanted. So in this case, I used lavender, but you could combine any scent you want. And then you just sew up the corner and you can microwave them. You can freeze them, use them as a hot or cold pack. 
Yeah, but if you take your lavender that you've grown and then you can put that in there for aromatherapy, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can take rosemary is another good one, correct? Yep. If you grow uh, eucalyptus and I don't know about eucalyptus, but spearmint, any sort of mint is a good... Eucalyptus too. It's real fragrant. Yeah. I mean, you can get in depth too. You can figure like, oh, what scent does does what and relaxes you here and there and... And I mean, if you had the time to, if you were growing these herbs, you could infuse oils with them and give people oils that they could use for after baths and for massaging. Oh, you know what? I didn't have this written down, but that's a good one, too. You can make uh, herb infused uh, olive oil for people Mm -hmm. like garlic and stuff. All you do is you just fill up the garlic. Um, You can take the olive oil, put it in a different container and then put the garlic directly in it and just let it steep. And that makes you don't really have enough time for that right now, but just for the future. But there's a lot of different things you can you can make seasoning rubs with all of your spices, and you can get creative and hot pepper oil. Yeah, hot pepper oil. I mean, when you talk about seasoning packets, too, again, you know, people are there's a wide spectrum of how much people do. A lot of us don't have time to uh, make seasoning you know, season our foods, cook our foods. A lot of us, you know, just need to go and buy pre-made meals. So if you have a family member or a friend that's like that, you could go, I know there's a store down the street where you could spend about $20 on a packet of seasoning. And it's literally just a packet of seasoning for one meal, for one meal, So for one meal. <laughs> so <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. But I mean, if this, if it's not your thing to cook like that, or you don't know what seasonings to mix together or somebody, you know, is like that, then that's a perfect gift for them where not only does it come straight from your garden, but you're creating a meal for somebody and just making their life a little easier. Yeah. I already know what we're doing next year because of doing this podcast. I won't say anything. I can't say anything for another 300 and what is it? 375 days or something on my calculator, baby. (laughs) Don't ask me to do math. So there's a lot of different options you can use to make your Christmas gifts. I mean, just get creative. You can go out in your backyard and pick up pine cones and sticks and make wreaths and stuff like that. I don't highly recommend. I don't really recommend making Christmas gifts homemade. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, Christmas themed Christmas gifts like wreaths and stuff like that because they might not hold up or they get put away. They don't really get enjoyed. So I would say make something that they could use year-round, but that's up to you. And then we didn't even talk about making – I said don't make Christmas-themed gifts, but like Christmas ornaments, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's not really our thing because we figure by the time you get to Christmas, most people are either packing up Christmas directly afterwards or after the new year. So it's not our it's not our thing to give Christmas themed Christmas gifts, but it's always an option. It is always an option. And we got we actually had a book that we got for free somewhere, but it had um, 40 gifts to make at home for Christmas. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's the one that I have where it, it breaks down things by cost. Oh, and, is that it? Mm-hmm. I'll try and find it on Amazon and link it in case anybody's interested. But It was it was an okay book. Um, 
You know, and you don't have to give things right out of your garden either. You can always give somebody the gift of a garden. Um, one of the things that... Like seeds from our seed giveaway. Booyah. <laughs> that too, but something to plant the seeds in. Yeah. The, the uh, contraption your mom has at her kitchen sink, and I forget what it's called. The but Arrow Garden. The Arrow Garden is a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I would rather... Well, first of all, that thing's expensive. It is expensive, but for those who may not have a window with direct sunlight or, you know, the ability to grow a plant outside during the wintertime, truth, truth. It, it's pretty cool. I don't even love you that much to buy you one. I'm joking, everybody. I would like one because so the beauty of it is you can set it anywhere. It's got its own light system. I don't know if it's hydroponic or not, but it. Yes, it is. It's you weren't hi- in the last podcast, but I talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I wasn't there, but. I I look at it at your mom's house and I I like it every time I look at it. But see, our kitchen sink, we don't have a window right by it. It's kind of in the middle of the house. So we don't have any windows in our house. We live in a bomb shelter. We kind of (laughs) do. That's why we have a big backyard. Yeah. So, but yeah, or even giving somebody the gift of knowledge to get started in their garden, if you want that. And there's all kinds, it's not just vegetable gardens, it's flower gardens, meditation gardens. My wife's been trying to set up a meditation garden for a while. We might have a podcast about that one day, but we Not have to get trying some therapy to. Over I that. have one set up. Thank you very much. I've no, got a mushroom. You I've do. got two stumps. No, wait, you don't have a mushroom, mushroom growing. No, no, not mushroom growing. I have oh. a little ceramic mushroom. <laughs> thank then, you. Thank you, Dollar Tree. And you have a couple plants and stuff. I've got a birdhouse and I've got some wind chimes. Are there any birds in the birdhouse? No, it fell down during the last storm. Yeah. But. And that's another thing too. You can we gave out we made birdhouses one year. They were really cheap to make too. You can get um you can get plans from I believe it's the National Wildlife Foundation. And I gave those out and I think they cost me like maybe 10 bucks each to make and I made I think I made 5 at once. So I just went through, I cut all the wood and then I just kind of had an assembly line going. And then I let my son hammer it in until he broke my finger with a hammer. And then he was fired from that job. But, you know, there's always something to do. And you can make suet for people, too. That's another good thing for birds in your yard and stuff like that. Yeah, my uh, my parents ended up getting birds in their birdhouse. And the one we gave them? Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah, after they had a snake in it. But once they got the snake out, again, uh, that's a North Carolina any, issue. Yeah, we don't have any birds in our birdhouse. Um, one of the other things that I've done for coworkers in the past, when you talk about giving gifts of either plants or small gardens, is you think of a theme like, do they like Bloody Marys or do they like margaritas or do they like lemonade iced tea? And then you can give them the herbs and the spices that would go with any of those drinks. Baby, you got to M&M it. You got to M&M it. Nah. <laughs> I'm gotta, right here. You got to hold it like this. <laughs> I'm talking about pl- mic place. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and in that case, that was a gift that I had bought, but it, you could take um, herbs from, from your own garden and it was kind of like two pint glasses. So you got to grow the, the tea and the lemons or whatever you were growing in the pint glasses. So it's like a dual purpose gift. Yeah, and we grew tea for a long time, and we're going to start again next year. I just grew too much. But chamomile, we do that. And then you can get bags and pre-bag it for people and make like, you know, or you can get like a a tea ball. So there's all kinds of options. So I hope 
sincerely that this has helped you with some ideas for Christmas to make and that maybe you will take the dive and do something a little different than normal. Um, it's very rewarding to make something and then give it to somebody, I believe. Unless it's bubble bath and your family re-gifts it to you the following Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's an asshole, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, though, because we made scented bath salts for people. With lavender. And um, I will use that all day long, so I actually didn't mind getting it back. It hurt my feelings a little bit, but... Yeah. But, you know, it happens. And the thing is, is we were able to use it, so whatever. <laughs> it is funny, though. <laughs> That's your family. Yeah, it is my family for sure. But there's always something. And, you know, I like the idea of kind of making a whole bunch at once and giving it to everybody. But you can do individual gifts. You'll wear yourself out doing individual stuff. But hopefully that's helped you. Right. And so yeah. what is the one thing that Santa Claus likes to eat? Cookies. So today's cookie recipe is called Jelly Jumbles, and we're going to thank my grandma Margareta for this. Now, it only has five ingredients, one cup of sugar, a quarter, no, 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 I'm sorry, a three-quarter pound amount of butter. That would be three sticks of butter, everybody, three egg yolks, and three and a half cups of flour. So what you're going to do, you're going to cream your butter and your sugar, you're going to add the egg yolks and the flour, and at that point, you have to mix with your hands. You roll the dough into small balls and then flatten, and then you use your thumb to make little imprints on the top, and you fill it with your favorite jelly. Bake at 350 for 20 minutes. You don't need to grease your cookie sheet, and in 20 minutes, you have delicious little shortbread jelly-filled cookies. Why don't you need to grease a cookie sheet? Because you got almost <laughs> a pound of butter <laughs> going on there. And when you put the jelly in, I mean, you just put like a spoonful in? Yeah, you put just enough to fill up your thumbprint. Okay. And you don't bake it with a cook with a jelly in there, right? You do bake it with a jelly in there. Check. So when they come out of the oven, you better let them cool for a few minutes or else you'll burn your mouth out. Yeah, I need to learn that lesson, but I can't help myself. So I hope you guys enjoy that recipe. Um, make those for Santa if you can keep them in the house long enough. And my favorite jelly to put in there is raspberry, just so everybody knows. Traditionally, my grandmother always used raspberry and apricot. Yeah, apricot's good, too. So I hope everybody enjoys and has a Merry Christmas and and Happy Hanukkah and Yule and everything else. And remember, if you go to Amazon Prime, we have our Santa documentary. It's called A Portrait of a Santa Claus. Uh, feel free to watch it. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can watch it on YouTube as well. Uh, we'll have it out there. And everybody have a good day. And we will see you guys soon. So if you have any questions or want to know what we've been up to, you can follow us on our social media pages. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Backyard Gardens the Movie. And on Facebook, we also have a group. It's called Backyard Gardens. We have a website, BackyardGardensTheMovie.com. You can sign up there for an email to get updates about production and release dates for our movie and give us a like and a review on iTunes or in your favorite services because it'll really help us reach more people because we want to help everybody learn to grow and grow for change.
Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 